let's walk. Where are we going? Yeah, let's walk to the village. Let's walk to the house where it all started. Oh, okay. I think that's nice to get a bit of a feeling of where we are, where I was that time. Yeah. And, uh, and how life can then evolve. This is Monica. She's the owner of the wellness hotel, Banana House, and she's taking me to the place where it all started. How many people are living on Lamu uh, Island? About uh, 20, um, roughly about 30,000 people live on the island. Yeah. And in uh, Shella village, about 3,000. In episode one of this podcast, you met Monica. You heard how she accidentally ended up on a Kenyan island 25 years ago. She stuck around. And she started a whole new life for herself. A life that connected with her soul story. This is episode two. Welcome to the podcast Build Your Soul Story. My name is Raf Stevens. Sit back and let Monica's personal story take you along. We hope that her story inspires you to get started with your own story, with your own dreams. Hi. Hi. And uh, as we walk, we pass the village. So imagine all this what you see was not there 25 years ago nothing nothing it was just bush when we bought the plot to build our banana house what makes this podcast series unique is that it's not just a podcast it's also your personal invitation to take a moment to reflect on your own soul story who are you? What's your life's vision? Your seemingly impossible dream? We would like to support you in getting closer to your soul story. We have developed a workbook for this and you can download this workbook for free on our website buildyoursoulstory.com The workbook contains a series of life questions and some exercises. Life flows, and we are all very busy making plans. But don't forget, while you're making plans, life has a life of its own. Are you in touch with the flow of life? And what's your soul story? What's your life's vision? Now take a moment for yourself. Maybe even close your eyes for a moment. If you're ready, take a deep breath. Feel your body. And let me ask you again. What's your vision about life? What's your soul story? Take a minute. Maybe with your eyes closed. Observe your breath. Focus your awareness on your emotions. Do it. Focus your awareness on your thoughts. They come and go. Focus on your sensations as they come to you now. 
How was that? Maybe if you're up to it, in one paragraph or in a few keywords, please write your vision about life. What is your vision about life? What is your soul story? You will find more simple exercises like this in our workbook on the website buildyoursoulstory.com Monica followed the flow of life, a continuous development of learning, living and growing. So the village has changed quite a bit. Have you changed a lot those 25 years? I think we always change every moment. So yes, for sure, I have changed a lot as well. <laughs> I, I think that is the only thing that is unavoidable, change. Yeah. Change is, you know, our body changes every, every 30 days, we have a whole new body. So here we are in the main village. So this was, this was one of the mosques, we have six, six mosques. And this was the main street of village. So here you get a bit of the feeling more of the shallow life. And uh, okay, that time when I came here, everything was just sand, sandy lanes, uh, as I said, stick fences, none of the big houses. So we greet people in Swahili with Habari, which means what is your news? Habari. Habari. Okay. What is your news? This is the house actually what we built. This so is the house you built how long ago? This is now 25 years ago. This is the house that, that is a beautiful story how Banana built this house, which might not be the right moment to tell now, but I will tell the story. Most of the time people do things backwards. They identify the objects or experiences that they want to have, when what they're really looking for is to feel a certain way. It's a much better idea to identify how you want to feel and then come up with a list of things which will make you feel that way. In her 30s, Monica had the feeling that something was just not right in her life that she was no longer connected to her soul story. So she took steps forward. Yeah, I came 25 years ago and it was a very small, tiny village on Lamu Island. And until today, it's still a very, very, very small village. About 3,000 people live here. And I remember very, very well when I came here, I had a photo taken of myself with my backpack, which fitted in a little, in a little sort of um, yeah, chest or a trunk, how do you call it? Just the size of a cupboard, just the size of a, of a, of a backpack. And I had taken a photo of my bed, my mosquito net, and my backpack in that chest. And I said, that's all I need in my life. I don't need anything else anymore. I don't need a big house. I don't need... I don't need. I had that when I left Europe. But obviously, life, you know, <laughs> life takes you in, in, in its flow. 
And um, and I've been building, I think, more than 10, hu- 10 houses. Can you tell me a little bit about some turning points that you had in your life before arriving here? Yeah, I, 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 I was living in the Netherlands and um, I had a very good job. I just made my promotion. I was in fashion. I had a very flashy life, probably. That's what you would say, you know. Nice clothes, nice car, nice apartment, uh, nice food, nice friends. And um, and then my sister was a doctor in Kenya and she invited me to come over for Christmas. So I went there and then I really realized, my gosh, what am I doing in, in fashion? Where you always focused on the outside. And so after um, after 10 days of my my, 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 my holiday, I came back in the Netherlands and um, literally, I remember very, very well, I was just walking, I lived in a, in a nice city, I had a nice apartment. I just couldn't breathe. I really felt that, that pressure on my chest. And I thought, this is not good. I have to listen to that. What does this show to me? And I somehow knew that it meant that I wanted to give up my job. But it was very scary, of course. Um, and um, I walked around with a few days and then I realized, no, I have to listen to my body. I have to call my, my, my boss. So it was a Sunday evening. I was very afraid. But I thought, I have to call because on Monday morning again, I won't do it. Did you know instantly that it was a turning point, that, that, it, that it was something important? Um, I, I didn't really know that it was a turning point in my life because I remember very well that, um, that I wrote a message to my friends uh, saying, okay, I'm going, for, I'm going to travel for some time and my new address is the world. It's for three months or three years or 30 years. That is literally what I wrote on, 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 on the message. You felt the urge to do something. I felt the urge, you know, I was in my early 30s and I felt like this is not all what life has to offer. There is more to life. Mm. And so that was the urge I felt. And then with the physical awareness of my body that I thought no I have to listen and and I'm a person I'm a very much a hat person I'm, I'm I didn't really know what it was to feel in my body and at that time I also went to an haptonome which is somebody who learns you how to receive touch and I remember very well I went only one time to a session with this person and she let me sit on a chair and then she let me sit on a skippy ball And then she let me sit on a stool. And then she said, can you imagine how you sit in a, in a Mercedes with leather chairs? And I could imagine. So I really had never learned myself to start feeling more into my belly. I was always in my head. And so making that contact with the lower part of my body caused me that evening that I came home that literally I had to vomit because... I was so afraid to l- to lift the lid of the box of Pandora. I think we all know the box of Pandora. And, you know, to be afraid to dive deeper into yourself and 
to understand that there is something, but it's too scary. So I, I had really learned how to push all my emotions and my feelings, you know, under control. But it came out through that through that session, and and then with my breathing, I really realized I have to listen. Now, retrospective, those two moments in my life have been huge turning points. Not only that I started to travel, but also how what was what really became important in my life. And so intuitively, I probably, I probably knew but that is with intuition you never really know it's it's intuition is something it pushes you but it's not a push from willpower it's a it you cannot not do it it's almost like you have to follow it or you have to really push yourself against it it's like an internal compass it's an internal compass. Your intuition is your internal compass. But learning how to trust on your internal compass, that is, of course, something which is uh, very important in life if we, uh, if we want to grow in our life. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people that wait for something serious to happen, that you can listen to your internal compass before a crisis is in your life. Yes, uh, very, 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 very true. Monica followed her intuition. Here are three things you can do if you want to connect your soul story to your intuition. Cultivate mindfulness. You can start by practicing mindfulness techniques or engage in activities like meditation or deep breathing exercises. You can also take a closer look at your lifeline. Reflect on past decisions you've made on turning points in your life. Take a look at previous decisions where your intuition played a positive role. Begin by making small decisions based on your intuition. As you experience success with these smaller choices, then gradually move to more significant decisions. Remember, trusting your intuition is a journey. Embrace the process and celebrate the moments where your inner compass guides you effectively. And you have your internal voice, but I can... I can imagine that when you're in your early 30s, you have external voices like parents, friends, colleagues that say, like, what are you doing? A lot of pushback, no? Of course. When I, when I said to my friends and, 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 and a job, actually also saying like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give up my job and I'm going to travel. I was, I was very scared actually to say that because I'm a very responsible person. And to let down my 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 especially my my job, especially my boss, it was a big a big struggle. But what happened, and that really amazed me, because I showed my vulnerability, because I told them I give up because my my body doesn't feel good. 
And then everybody said, oh, wow, I wish I could do that. I really admire you. I got a lot of, in a way, also a lot of support, which was a total surprise for me. And people started to open up. Some people, they also shared some difficult moments in their lives because it was not easy for me to take that decision. It was a very, it was difficult decision. It was not common and, and I, had, I had a beautiful life. Yeah, you had a life of certainty, security. Yes, I had everything, the certainty, the security, it was there. You know, the house was there, the, 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 the money was there, the friendships was there, the career was there. Um, and yet it didn't it didn't fulfill me. Um, so I literally remember that uh, somebody gave me a quote and I said, you know, every journey starts with the first step. And that is the most difficult, just to take the first step and then the rest unfolds. And I also realized it's like jumping out of an airplane, which I actually, actually later did. It's very scary, but you realize you land on both feet. No matter how much we long for a new story, the old story, the story we want to get away from, often has a strong hold on us. We are stuck in our old story, with ingrained patterns and habits. Ask yourself, in which story do your build-up patterns keep you trapped? Luckily we are blessed with something called imagination. Beyond your patterns, beyond your old story, imagine yourself for a minute a life where you are connected with your deepest desire, with your full potential. A great way to determine what you want your life to look like is to sit down and imagine yourself what a perfect day would be like for you. Like in the song Perfect Day from Lou Reed. Here's a part of the lyrics. What a perfect day. Drink sangria in the park. Later when it gets dark. We go home. For the perfect day exercise, you can visit our website and download the workbook. The initial action is the scary thing. Mm. But if you've done it a few times, and, and, and in my life I have experienced that a few times, um, that, I, that I jumped. I came here and it was a big jump for me to make the decision to marry this local man I had encountered. It was a big, big, big step, and it was a very, I, I was, I was, it was a very scary moment also for me because I thought, yeah, you know, am I marrying him because I am his ticket out to Europe, or is it really love? And I had some relations before, and they finished, so I also realized ah, relations, you know, what are they worth? Yet I felt he, sh he, he, he should be the father of my children. So taking that leap of faith 
of marrying this man was very scary, but I did, um, and it and and it landed and it landed. I mean, it it it, it was yeah, it, it was it was the right. It was it was good. I I trusted myself. When you left, did you had an idea that you were looking for something? That there was some sort of promised land, or was it a journey that you say, I go to the unexpected? I had no plan. I had no plan. Why I decided to travel, I think it was, that was always in my mind. I always thought, ah, one day I would like to travel for a longer period of time. And uh, my relation had finished a year be before, and I thought, I still don't have children. This is a it is a perfect time to travel. So let me just do it. Um, but how I would wanted to travel or what, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, and I think I learned that. You learned it, but <laughs> it's funny that actually looking back now, it's like, oh my gosh. I learned it, and yet I've picked up totally my old pace of life again, with being very active and doing, 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 doing. And then I realized, oh, but actually, I'm a human being. And that's exactly what I said to my friends after one and a half year of traveling and when I moved to Kenya. And they all asked me, what are you going to do? You're going to live in this small island. I had no money. I had no job. What are you going to do? Everybody asked me, what are you going to do? And I said, I am a human being. I'm not a human doing. I don't know. And that took some time. And then out of nothing, I would say, something comes out. And that is our inner world. That is our, we have our potential in our inner world, but it can only come, it can only, it can only show up if we are more in silence, if we are more quiet, if we don't let ourselves rule constantly by our head only. If you're constantly in your head, in your head, in your hand, in your head, then there is no space for your heart, for your belly, for your body to speak. And we have become completely human doings. We're not human beings anymore. So yes, I learned that by traveling, by meeting other people. I was, I remember, I was so surprised to meet people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, even in their 70s. And I thought, wow, you can still even travel in when you're older. Now I am uh, late 50s and I'm like, I can still do it. That is, you know, why not? But that time it was not in my mind. I, I, I couldn't imagine. in the last 20 years that we are not really going into a 
very healthy direction. Well-being is, is one of the biggest growing industries. Uh, self-development, yoga 20 years ago was still a bit mm, off, off the beaten track, I think. Now, in, 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 in every big city you have hundreds of yoga teachers because we realize that our f longing for materialistic life is not giving us really what we're looking for. But by now, because the world is speeding up so much with our telephones and our internet, and, and this is also happening in Africa. Um, and so it's also people from Nairobi, and it's even people here, even here in Lamu, that I hear sometimes people saying, oh, I have too much stress. Stress is a common thing. But stress, what is stress? Stress is that you don't have enough time, but time is, we cannot stretch our time. We have in our, our, our ideas, we have 24 hours time. So we actually, we don't have enough energy to do what we want to do. And so there comes now the interests for me and for many people around me, like, okay, what is energy? And how can we then get more energy? And we start to realize that that comes from within us and what we eat and how we sleep and where we are. And that is why internationally seen, this comes all up, talking about nutrition, talking about all our health things to, 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 give, us, yeah, to give us tools to handle our day-to-day -day challenges. So people who travel here to Lamu, Lamu is a place where you walk barefoot. There are no cars. We are 24 hours outside Banana House. I mean, we're sitting here on my rooftop. There is not a single glass window here. Everything is open. So you're 24 hours with the fresh air. Now this is the time where we can tell you that Build Your Soul Story is not just a podcast and it's not just a free downloadable workbook. It is also a retreat, to which we, of course, invite you. More information on the website, buildyoursoulstory.com. Let the island embrace you, release your bare feet, and come gain oxygen and insight. There is no light pollution. In the night you have the stars. So we are really here in touch with our own true nature. And that is the beauty of this place and um, as we know in the world it's become more and more difficult to find places where you can be with yourself we are nature we're made out of the same substance as everything which is surrounded here but somehow in here you yeah you get uh, you, you get easier in touch with yourself especially i think because you walk barefoot you walk barefoot on the sand, on the beach, on the grass, in the house. So it is that connection with our Mother Earth. And science starts to do now a lot of research. And actually, they, 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 they can prove it. Now, I'm not a scientist, but a lot of research is done how important it is to have that connection and that stimulation of your feet with, with the Earth and how it impact it has on your organs, for example. So even if you know nothing about it, even if you just come here for a, for, a, for a short holiday, 
it has an effect on the body and therefore it has an effect on your mind. This is the Swahili culture. It's the oldest culture, East African culture, along the whole coast of East Africa. Um, so for more than thousands of years, people are traveling here and they come and, and it's a mix of, of different cultures. And, um, and so the way of living is still in a way quite untouched. So this is for me a big inspiration from my own husband who is African, who is Swahili, uh, that I learn every day from him. Why do I have to make all these plans and go into my head and, 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 and it's their natural being. We have a saying in Swahili, pole pole, which means slow down. And you hear that the whole day here, basically, pole pole. Why hurry? Ah. Hakuna Matata, everybody knows the, the, the Lion King uh, movie is inspired by Swahili in, in Kenya. It means no problem. You know, why worry? There is no problem. So it is that kind of laissez-faire what is in the Swahili culture. So when you come here, it, it affects you. And it realizes you that, oh yeah, why to, to, to have such a busy life? And the Swahili culture, faith has a big, big, big role to play. I don't really have to talk about religion, but I talk about something that is bigger than ourselves, And that is something you, you can call it nature, you can call it the universe, you can call it God, whatever you want to call it, uh, all kind of different names. But it is something that you start realizing in here that it's not only you or me, myself, and the people around me, but it is that I'm part of the bigger scene of the bigger picture of the universe, of nature. And I think that makes you in one way also humble. It makes you to realize why to worry too much about my only little life, because our planet will continue. What we are doing at the moment, destroying our planet, the planet will continue. We might get destroyed, but the planet will continue. So it's it's it, it brings everything more in perspective. We have so much going on all the time in our head. But what is going on inside? And yes, I, I'm probably also looking more into my life. What is going on inside me? It's the balance of the doing and the non-doing. It's the balance between the masculine and the feminine. It's those energies which we all have in us, whether you're a man or a woman, but it is these two energies. That is the balance. I'm, I'm very much looking into my life of, of, of creating that, 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 that balance and finding that third path the, instead of looking into polarities because everything is polarities. But to me, those polarities, they can come together and then is the third path. And that is the integration, and that is the outer world of noise and seeing and smelling, but also my inner landscape, what's happening here. And here is where my potential is. So can my potential manifest 
it will manifest in the outer world, like my buildings are manifesting in the outer world, like the banging happening here is the outer world. But it is inspired from within. And if somebody can start feeling that, that you're both, yeah, that is what I love. That is what that is what I start to discover more and more. It's like, ah, wait. It's not only this or that. And I would like to contribute to a better planet. So by sharing my story is, is what I feel, what I hope is a contribution or, or, or an inspiration for others. Hakuna Matata. Seize the day. It's time. Time to start believing in yourself. Time to connect with your soul story and to bring your biggest life vision to life. Thanks for listening. My name is Ralph Stevens and together with Monica, I invite you to visit our website and to download our workbook for free and take your first step towards your seemingly impossible dream. In the next episodes, we will take you even deeper in Monica's story, even deeper in the construction of your own soul story. Talk to you then. Love, peace and power. Build your soul story.